0: Welcome back to the Change Instruction Podcast, brought to you by Manager, the email management solution developed by Arabs to solve your email headaches overnight. It's Joseph here for Manager, and today we have a special episode to end the year with. Amy Hassan, Associate Editor at PM Today, chats with our manager's very own Liam Jones, a senior client manager, about reworks and the cost of ineffective communication and much more. I'll pass it over to you, Amy, for the introductions.
1: Okay, so hello everyone. We're going to be looking at the current email landscape and this is particularly fascinating for me being uh, of a certain age that I can remember email uh, actually entering the workplace and being the most exciting new tool on the planet. It's incredible to see the way that it's evolved over the last 20, 25 years or so. And actually a really, really important point when it comes to managing communication effectively. Uh, We're going to be taking a look at that and looking at how... Clever email management and complete email management can help you to avoid rework, again, a particular pain point for all PMs and PMOs. Uh, We're going to be looking at the very, very important issue of how effective communication can improve key stakeholder management, engagement and decision making. So, let's meet our speaker for today. I'm joined by Liam, who is a Senior Client Manager at Mail Manager. Mail Manager, of course, is part of the Arab Group, and Liam spends all of his time helping businesses all over the world solve their email management. Liam, hi, how are you doing today?
0: I'm very well, thanks, Amy. How are you?
1: Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. And as I say, great to see you operating in a thriving environment there. So thank you very much for joining us. I'm gonna hand over to you to kick off.
0: Okay, yeah, thank you very much. So I mean, to start with, um, what kind of are the challenges that, that are facing project teams at the moment? I mean, it's definitely no surprise that with everything going on in the world right now and whether they're either working remotely or in a hybrid work environment that it has become more difficult to access that project information. You know, days unfortunately are gone or at least limited where you can turn around to the desk next to you and just ask your colleague to help you find an email. I suppose what this means for a lot of people is that they don't have access to the information they need, or maybe we're even just left out of that communication loop. And it's definitely a big problem. You know, with over three hundred nineteen billion emails sent and received every single day, email is still by far one of the most used communication and collaboration tools in many industries. And it's one of the things that most people manage differently, and that definitely creates kind of huge risks for the future. And when it comes to risks. One of them comes in forms of project re- rework, as we spoke about earlier. It's a recent study actually by Jenica found that 80% of project professionals spend half of their time on rework, and poor communication costs around $62 million every year on average, which is a huge chunk. And reworks, unfortunately, don't, don't just waste your time and money, but actually cause huge communication breakdowns within your team and within your senior executive executive teams and stakeholders. Now, as I mentioned, um, rework can greatly increase the costs associated with a project, which in turn impacts your project's performance and overall value. By reducing rework, we've seen project teams are able to kind of quickly increase their productivity and reduce project delivery costs. Of course, when it comes to technology, it's having a massive impact in the way we work and manage projects, as you've probably already seen in maybe your own companies over the last 18 months and kind of having the need to do that. And the good news is it's never been easier to keep track of commercially sensitive information. You know, If you have the right tools and processes in place, it's something that we now have the ability to do. So when it comes to this communication chasm that we're talking about, um, I say a growing communication chasm is having a negative impact on the relationship between the PMO community and their senior executive teams. You know, Executives, directors and stakeholders are continually frustrated when they're not kept in the loop and don't know the status of a project. And more often than not, This is about the fast discovery and the information they actually need. Most of the information is buried in emails or document management systems and large reporting packs. Additionally, with inconsistent information filing, the information they want is often incomplete. This continued failure to provide execs with what they want or how they want it is hindering their ability to add value to the business. And more concerningly, it is negatively impacting execs' perception of the value generated from the PMO and project management community.
1: I think that's absolutely right, Liam. And if you don't mind me coming in on that, um, a couple of things that occur to me from some editorial work I've been doing in this area recently. Here's a statistic for you when it comes to decision making. Scrum Inc discovered in research in 2020 that when a decision uh, takes more than an hour to make, this is particularly in an agile environment, that can reduce the chances of project delivery success by 40%. So it's not just about getting the right decisions. It's about getting the right decisions in the right time scale. And what you said about the relationship between the executives or the sponsors and the PMO, that really resonates with me because I've actually been on both sides of the coin. Uh, from the point of view of the PMO, if you can't get decisions made because communication is not effective, uh, that's incredibly frustrating because you're effectively paralysed, aren't you? You can't move forward. You haven't got the uh, the decisions that you need. And you also can't get risks and escalations dealt with quickly. And that's really tricky. And from the executive perspective for those of you on the webinar today who are sitting in the PMO seat from the executive's perspective it's incredibly frustrating when you are presented with information you don't of course have the specialist outlook of the PMO you're not on the front line every day what you need is access to the right information that you need to make the decision you're being asked to make and Liam you've mentioned you know lengthy board packs the embarrassment of being in a meeting and asked a question and nobody can answer it next thing you know there's an argument going on around the board table nobody's getting the answers they need it's a disaster and that's what leads to this disastrous statistic that I mean 80% of PM spending half their time on rework that's really not on as far as I'm concerned it's it's, it's bordering on farcicals so we really do need to address it and I think you're going to give us um, some views around how that can be done.
0: Exactly. And you know, when it comes to management in 2021, as we mentioned, things are changing. You know, it all kind of begs the question, how can the PMO community better manage their commercially sensitive information that's spread across inboxes? Being able to efficiently capture and manage all correspondence and making that information accessible to all so no one is left out of the communication loop is vital to avoiding delays, reworks, and project risk. When project information management is done well and excels, there's plenty of benefits. And in our experience, email is usually the missing piece to this puzzle. For example, documents are typically managed effectively by most businesses, but critical formal correspondence, which is done via email, is usually forgotten. While some project teams diligently file all their important project emails, others don't file any. And I would kind of urge you to ask yourself, you know, how do you manage your biggest communication tool?
1: Well, and I, I think that's an important point, Liam, because, you know, in this day and age, we, we all talk about uh, a single source of truth and joining our systems up and integration between all our different systems. And there's so many incredibly sophisticated PPM tools out there on the market. And yet that statistic, 319 billion emails sent and received every day, we're still defaulting to email as our main communication tool. And in fact, the reality is that that is a disparate system in itself. It's just, it's testament to, I think, to how human behavior and human psychology works. You you default to what you feel comfortable with, and it only becomes a problem when it becomes a problem.
0: Exactly. It's very common. And I suppose in terms of what we were talking about is these are kind of it's I suppose time to avoid these usual email hat head headaches. Now, I won't read them all. I'll just kind of read the ones that we hear quite often. One certainly is I wonder if we've, we've sent that. That happens all the time trying to maybe going through discovery and making sure that you have even sent an email just for your peace of mind. Again, Similar to when someone needs information before meetings, we were saying earlier, when those execs are needing that information quickly and being able to do it in a timely manner it is becoming increasingly more difficult if you don't have something in place. And I'd say for the last one I'll read out, and this is one that I hear the most, is John has left the company, so I'm coming in a bit cold to this. And that is something that we find all the time when information is stored in an individual's inbox, perhaps there's no sharing within the company and they just can't find that information easily.
1: And if I might jump in with one more that, that uh, always makes my blood run cold, that age-old question, whose fault is this problem? Who's caused this? I think there is a huge issue here around communication and accountability. And again, for those of you amongst our delegates who are representing, and I think most of you are PMOs or... or um, or our project professionals in some capacity, you will know that when it all goes wrong and when that project doesn't deliver, you're having to explain why you're over time, why you're over budget, why you're having to rework things. Uh, It is going to be you that is in the firing line and it is not a pleasant experience and it can be so very different. You can have your time to shine as PMO or you can find yourself in the firing line because you are not able to demonstrate that actually this problem was beyond your control.
0: Brilliant. Um, so now I want to kind of move on to, I suppose, the story of Mail Manager and how it actually came about. So for those of you who perhaps haven't come across Arup before, um, Arup is a multidisciplinary engineering firm. Uh, we're headquartered here in London, but we do have offices all over the world. But some of our, I suppose, more well-known projects are Sydney Opera House in Australia, and Queen's Ferry Crossing as well, in Edinburgh. But Arup actually built Mail Manager around 10 years ago internally. And the main reason was that we just had no control over how our staff managed their emails. We did have some processes in place. We tried things like public folders, project email addresses, manually dragging and dropping to the server. But the problem was all of those processes relied on the individual to remember to do it and in turn decide on what is and what isn't important, which just didn't always happen. And really, the two main issues we had was people just didn't have up to date uh, information on their projects as a whole especially as we mentioned just a second ago if maybe someone was new on a project or even someone had left the business and another big thing was risk and you know, for us we had to retain data for up to 14 years after a project is finished in case of any claims of litigation and um, there was a chance we could go back and find that data but it would always be extremely time consuming to do so
1: oh sorry i just wanted to jump in with a question there i do apologize um, um i just find it really interesting actually that that mail manager has been developed as As a response to an internal problem, rather than you know let's bring something out commercially and bring it to market, I think that's very very unusual in the software landscape. And the reason it interests me is because it suggests to me a different motivation that lies behind the development of the tool. You know, you're 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 developing it not to make money but to solve a problem internally. Um, I mean, was it always your intention that you would develop it as a larger project that would eventually come to market and integrate with other PPM tools and that kind of thing, or did that just kind of emerge organically?
0: It's the latter. So really at first, when we had this issue, we wanted to go out and find a system that would allow us to, to get project teams to find any email across the projects within just a few clicks, but take away that time spent filing as well as the reliance. But actually after trying a few systems off the shelf, we couldn't find anything that allowed us to do that. So given the size of our IT team, um, we wrote our own system. And as you were saying, Amy, the final piece of the puzzle, I suppose, is that it wasn't ever meant to be sold. It, it was just made for internal use. However, I'd say probably over the last five years now, um, Arup noticed there was a lot of interest in product email management, particularly the firms that, that they had worked with that had seen it in site meetings and so on. So that's when they actually decided to make it a commercial solution uh, available to other businesses.
1: Okay, thank you.
0: So I suppose in, t- in terms of the, the common problems we hear from our clients when it comes to email management, it's similar to what we've been saying before, you know, uh, mainly a risk of losing sense of information, uh, which is increasingly happening all the time. As well as that time spent filing and searching, which is the main issue we had, you know, we had that risk, but also it was taking our PMs and fee earners a serious amount of time to find that information when they did need to come across it. As well as that lack of control, people not filing in a consistent manner, everyone's doing it differently. So even if you could find that information, while John might file it one way, Sarah's filing it another, which makes it extremely difficult. And as well, that information locked in people's email inboxes. So if someone did leave the business, it was extremely hard to find those emails that were there.
1: Well, I think that two things that jump out at me there. One is is your comment about, you know, John and Sarah filing their emails differently. I think um, we have to be realistic again about coming from my uh, my special interest and perspective in behavioural management. You're never going to change that simply by asking people to do things differently. Email is such a a naturally integrated part of our lives now. It would be like asking somebody to sit and have a conversation in a different way. It's just not going to happen. That's not how human nature works. So a different solution has to come into play. And I think there is one issue, speaking from personal experience here, that, that I would add to this list. You've touched on it, perhaps, and that is the difficulty of resolving problems when you have a legacy issue in play. I'm reminded, for example, of my own time running international development projects. Uh, We had one really quite horrendous situation where we had raised funds to set up a large medical facility in a developing country. It had all been done. It had all been set up. It was all running. And all of a sudden, we found ourselves in a land dispute we discovered that the building that we thought we owned legally was not owned legally. Uh, Obviously, I won't mention the organisation. It was resolved in the end, but that kind of thing especially for a not-for-profit can cause serious reputational legal and operational damage and the problem was that we could not get a legacy trail of who had said what what lawyers have been involved etc etc it was an absolute nightmare so I think recognizing the need to be on this right from the beginning and have that legacy trail of everything you're doing it's that classic thing isn't it it doesn't become a problem until it becomes a problem. It doesn't, it's when it comes to bite you that you suddenly think, I wish I'd given this some some attention in the first place. So let's take a look maybe some different ways to do it. And uh, you're working with some quite big partners on on this, aren't you?
0: Certainly, yeah. We've, we've got kind of a variety of clients, you know, ranging from 10 to 50 employees and way past 100. It, it depends on if everyone's got different needs, but I would say the tool is, yeah. it's not just, you know, for, for large clients. It's, it's, it's for everyone, I would it say.
1: It can adapt sure. to an organisation of any
0: level. Certainly. And almost in some cases are better suited for a small organisation that don't need a full project management system but need something for their emails. And in terms of how we do help our clients with that, you know, one is that confidence in retrieval, making sure you know that information is there and you can get it easily and quickly and going into quickly and finding those emails in seconds, as well as that time saves increased in productivity and then having that central location so everyone can access it that has permission to do so, rather than it being in separate desktop servers or, or computers.
1: Okay, perfect. Well, um, that's flown by. I think that's probably about all we've got time for, bar just wrapping up. So the first thing I should do is say thank you very much, Liam, for making the time to join us again. And more importantly, thank you, our, our delegates, for taking the time to join us today. Um, I think all that remains is for me to say, Liam, it's been a real pleasure talking yeah. to you today. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: No, thank you for having me.
1: Thanks. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks again. Bye.